0: With no fees or minimums, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than deciding to listen to another episode of your favorite podcast. And with no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank. Capital One N.A. Member FDIC. Hey, and welcome to The Short Stuff. I'm Josh, and there's Chuck, and here's Jerry. And if you faint at the sight of blood or even discussions about it, you should probably stop listening now.
1: That's right, because it is it is a thing. Uh it doesn't bother me. I don't I don't love the sight of blood, but I'm not too easily grossed out. I can watch a, a surgery on TV and I'm fine. I like writhing naked in
0: blood. That's how much I love blood. <laughs> oh good lord. Covering my entire gigantic body. In oh. Blood. So anyway, um, if Because I can do that, I clearly don't have, Chuck, a particular phobia about fainting at the sight of blood. And that's really what the whole thing is coming down to, as we'll see. But fainting itself and this particular kind of fainting. And this is a thing. Like, people actually do this. It's not like some movie or TV trope. Right.
1: Although um, it is that as well.
0: Yes. But when you faint at the sight of blood... There's a specific physiological faint that's going on. There's different kinds of fainting and this one in particular is what's called a vasovagal syncope. <laughs> and vaso refers to your um like your blood vessels. Uh vagal refers to the vagus nerve which was uh, played a huge starring role in our episode on what happens in the brain during an orgasm. That's right. The reason the vagus nerve gets a shout out in this this name for this um, this type of fainting, is uh, because it has it plays a role in controlling the speed and rhythm of your heart, and then syncope is just another word for fainting, for loss of consciousness.
1: That's right. Uh, we know some things and don't know other things. We know that it is a uh, a legit phobia. It's about three to fifteen percent of people have this where they faint at the sight of blood. And we also know that it's not just the sight of blood. It can be an injury that you witness. Uh, even like I think you pointed out here, like someone slamming their hand in a car. Uh, or it can be needle centric. Like if someone's coming at you to give you a shot, you can pass out. So the technical name for the phobia is BII, blood injury injection phobia. Right. Um,
0: and it is a phobia because there's there's no real danger or anything to truly be feared from a you know a hypodermic needle or something like that. Uh, even though there is plenty of danger from it, th- it's still considered an irrational fear. You know what I'm saying?
1: Sure. You're not in a horror movie and they're not going to put it in your eyeball.
0: So, right. And so with phobias, um, BII is actually a peculiar type because with um, vasovagal syncope, you're fainting because you're – Your heart has slowed down enough that your blood pressure drops, which robs your brain of the um, very important blood it needs to function correctly, and you lose consciousness until your heart, you know, regains a normal rhythm again, which it does on its own. And that means that BII is its own kind of phobia, because with most phobias, that's not how this goes down at all.
1: No. uh, With most phobias, you're going to, like, have a spike in your heart rate initially, and then that'll— probably lead to like a fight or flight type of thing. It'll really ramp everything up. And with BII, you do have that initial uh, very brief spike in your heart rate, but then it just goes, and everything slows down and you hit the bricks, basically.
0: Yeah. So that makes it very strange. As far as they know, there's no other phobia that produces this effect um, except for the blood injury injection phobia. But they... After digging a little deeper into this this um, kind of odd malady, frankly, um, they found that not only is it like is there a fear component, like in other phobias, there's also a, a disgust component, and that people who have blood injury injection phobia are experiencing levels of disgust that are even higher than their levels of fear. So it's just a really strange phobia all around, and it does seem to be its own type.
1: Yeah, and it does. <laughs> It does. It's not funny, but it does make for funny moments in movies and TV shows when someone comes running into a room and sees something awful and they go, oh, my God. And that's the initial spike. And then because it does kind of follow it scientifically. And then they just go, oh, and and hit the deck. And it is a trope for a reason, but it is interesting in that, like, scientifically, that's kind of exactly what happens.
0: Right. So you want to take a, a break and then come back and talk more about B.I.I. phobias?
1: Do la la. Do I?
0: Listen to this. It's a game changer. Amazon is now in healthcare. Yes, Amazon. It's called Amazon One Medical. They offer same day appointments, and if that's not convenient enough for you, they also have 24 7 virtual care. No waiting in pharmacy lines with people who probably all have something worse than whatever you're there for.
1: Again, this is a game changer. Thanks to Amazon Pharmacy and Amazon One Medical, healthcare just got less painful.
0: Hey everybody, fire up the grill and Fire up the party. Get the Weber Sear Wood Pellet Grill. Smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill.
1: That's right. You can go from low and slow on smoke boost mode at 180 degrees all the way to high heat sear at 600 degrees. And it's got a full great sear zone so you can put more food on the flame.
0: That's right. Plus, you can utilize the smoke boost setting to intensify that smoky flavor. And direct flame cooking creates searing, crisping, and browning. So your food will look as good as it tastes.
1: That's right. The grill is hot in 15 minutes minutes and cleanup is easy. You'll cook on two levels at the same time so you can make enough for everyone, then clean up quick with a pull and clean grease and ash management system at the front of the grill. Cook confidently with intuitive digital controls at the grill and enjoy the sleek, easy-to-use surface.
0: Plus, you can add a heavy-duty rotisserie or rust-resistant griddle insert to up your game. So get fired up for your new Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Mm -hmm. Okay, so one, one explanation for blood injury injection phobias is that there's, it's a gene. It's, it comes from some gene or mutation that's passed down. We don't know very much about it, but if you consider that, um, that it is conferred genetically— uh, that suggests that there's like an evolutionary aspect to this, that that somehow it made sense through natural selection. But it seems like the opposite of what would make sense through natural selection. Like if you're if you're approached with danger or injury or something like that, or you see someone else being injured, you would think you'd probably be in danger too. Yeah. And so um, running away really fast, fighting back, like, you would think those would increase your odds of spreading your genes rather than fainting dead away. But there's actually a theory that says, like, no, it kind of makes sense if you look at it this way.
1: Yeah, and it's a theory. But uh, the theory goes that, like, let's say you're in a battle with Tuktuk and the gang, and Tuktuk gets clubbed on the head and blood squirts out everywhere, and you go, oh, and you pass out and <laughs> hit the rocks. Mm-hmm. Then the other uh, invading... Uh, I don't even know what era we are with Tuk anymore. What would they be?
0: Tuk existed about 10,000 years before Utsi. So I'm okay. going to say he existed about 18,000 years ago prior to the advent of agriculture.
1: All right. But what like what were they called? Those weren't Neanderthals, were they?
0: No, they were modern humans. Okay. Um, they just <laughs> hadn't given themselves a name as far as we know yet.
1: All right. So the other modern humans, <laughs> the invading modern humans... <laughs> they 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 run up at Tuk Tuk and Tuk Tuk or I'm sorry Tuk Tuk's friend, who is now passed out on the ground, and they just think he's dead, and they walk right by him like it's the old play dead during battle thing,
0: right? Which is okay. That the makes kind of way. sense <laughs> if you stop and think of it. Yeah. Um, the other thing uh, is if if it was Tuk Tuk himself who'd been injured um and fainted at the sight of his own blood sure. because of that drop in blood pressure, he would be less likely to bleed out from that wound yeah. or would bleed out more slowly, which could in fact also save his life too. So not a bad um, theory. No it also kind of is depending you know <laughs> but it's one of the one of the few we've got because we just don't understand it like we we understand the physiological component about what happens with vasovagal syncope it's how the sight of blood or somebody shutting their hand in a car door or a hypodermic needle triggers that it just that's where we kind of lose our grasp on that um and one of the one of the reasons why did what would you say like three to fifteen percent of the population has it that's That's a really wide estimate too yeah fifteen percent is definitely significant but three to fifteen percent that's a that's a big gap between you know those two numbers and it's a big gap in our understanding and one of the reasons why we understand it so little is because um by its very nature That condition prevents people from going to the places where they could be treated and have their conditions documented and have estimates be a lot more accurate, which are like doctor's offices and clinics and things like that. Right, They avoid those places like the plague. Because those are the places where people get stuck with needles and have blood drawn yeah. and go when they have their a huge gash in their forehead. Like, they don't want to go anywhere near those places.
1: Yeah, because you go into that room and they say, well, let's see what's going on with you. Let me draw some blood after I slam my hand in this drawer looking for the needle. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's coming at you from all directions. So (laughs) you're not going to go in there. You might even, uh, it can be tied to something called medical procedure anxiety, which sort of speaks for itself. Yeah. Uh, So you're not going into any hospital, so it's really hard to get great information about this. Uh, But uh, our old friend, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy can help you out, according to WebMD. And uh, there's (laughs) a a Swedish psychologist named Lars Guren Öst, Nice. who apparently is the best in the business. And it is, like with a lot of uh, CBT, it's self-exposure. But what you do is, and this, this sort of makes sense, uh, what they do is they tell you to, whenever you think of anything like this, and they, I think they start out by even saying, like, just think of driving to a blood donation center and put that in your brain. And you really want to tense up your muscles all at once, everything in your body, because that'll just get your heart rate going higher than it normally would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get it elevated, and that's a way to combat, and then they just make it worse from there until they are basically playing doctor dress-up and coming at with the needle.
0: Yeah, so they teach you how to stave off fainting. as step one, right? And then after that, when they're exposing you, it goes from making you imagine you're going to to get blood drawn to actually showing you videos of people getting blood drawn to, like you said, your therapist coming in like he's a Uh, a phlebotomist with a (laughs) syringe and a tourniquet and actually putting the tourniquet on your arm. And the whole time, you're just tensing your core so hard, Mm -hmm. trying to keep from passing out. And it sounds awful. And exposure therapy is awful when you step back and look at it, but it actually does work. And what what they say is that possibly in as few as like three to five sessions – of uh, learning applied tension and then use and then doing uh, exposure therapy, you might actually be able to look at blood and not faint, which is really something.
1: Pretty good. I think if I was uh, the therapist, I would dress up like Nurse Ratchet. <laughs> I would go full bore, and then you know the person after would say like why are, you, why are you wearing that wig? Why are you dressed like that? Yeah. And say I don't know. I, I think it just it increases the anxiety, is what I've found.
0: I would dress up like the main character at the end of Promising Young Woman. Oh. That's what I'd come at <laughs> you like. Wowie, wow. Yeah, scary pink wig rubber nurse.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, trying to picture you like that. That's <laughs> Stop. pretty frightening.
0: Stop that. I don't give you permission to picture
1: me like that. <laughs> well, there's a million people picturing that right now.
0: So one other thing, Chuck, the reason why, aside from, like, it's dangerous to just faint dead away, like, that you can hit your head, you yeah. can break an arm, all sorts of bad things can happen to you. But one other reason why it's important to get treatment if you do have a blood injury injection phobia is because, um, like you said, there's that medical um, procedure anxiety that keeps you from going into the doctor's office. And that means that you're not going in for, like, vaccines or yeah. cancer screenings or, you know, wellness checkups. Um, because you're avoiding the doctor's office. So there's a a lot of actual negative effects that it can have on your life. So if you do have that, maybe go check into getting treated because apparently they've got it figured out and you can not faint at the sight of blood or a needle anymore. That's right. You got anything else? I have nothing else, sir. Well, then uh, that's it for short stuff, and short stuff is
1: out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from radio visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.